What's up, everybody? This is Eddie with Flex Machine Tools, and hey, welcome to this episode of Flex and Freds, our live video cast experience series where I get to sit down, chat, hang out with, and pick the brain of the industry's loudest, proudest, best, brightest, most passionate, and profound thought leaders. And we're talking about everything, you guessed it, manufacturing. And today, we have no exception to the absolute OG stellar lineup of guests that we've been able to feature and help really tell their story. So we're going to bring in yet another incredible human in the manufacturing world, a good friend of Flex, Christian Dow from MHI. So hey, I know you didn't come here to listen to me talk. Let's bring in my guy. Christian's here, my man, dude, it is official. You are in the live Flex and Friends platform. First and foremost, Christian, hey, dude, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's finally warming up here in Charlotte, and I'm happy. <laughs> there we go. Hey, sunshine and smile on his face. Bring some of that to Ohio, please. Right. It's all right. right. It's all right, man. There are good things happen a little bit of everywhere, man. And so we have ourselves a little bit of conversation to have, dude. And so let's kind of get things started. You're obviously a well-known individual. You've done some really great things within your career. And we're going to learn so much, you know, in the next couple of minutes. But before we get rocking and rolling, man, we know you from a professional role. Let's let's get to know you a little bit on a personal level. Christian, who in the world are you, man? That's a hard question to answer. But, you know, I've been married to my wife for 19 years, my beautiful wife, Carrie. Uh, I'm, I don't have kids, but I have a husky and a, a, a Siamese cat. You know, my, my husky's named Maya and the cat's named Jack. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think when it comes down to who I try to be is really more about, you know, like um, connecting people for, for the benefit of, of not only them, but for myself too, right? We're all, we all grow by, by learning and connecting to each other and things like that. So, I think that's, you know, a little bit about, you know, kind of where I am, where I go. And so. Hey, that, that, that's great. That's great. Obviously, we're going to touch on that just ever so slightly. But as we learn to get to know you a little bit better, come on, man, you got to tell me what you're passionate about. We all have superpowers of things that really light a fire within us. Christian, what is that for you, man? Yeah, I, I really like um I like making change and, and moving people and, and, uh, and especially around education and kids and things like that. But just in, in general, I really like, you know, you know, getting people together to collaborate, to do something and build something and, and, uh, start from nothing and, and create something. And, uh, what's kind of cool is I get to do that for my day job. You know, oh, yeah. I found a role where I get to do a lot of that every day. And then even outside of, Outside of work, I find ways to do it, um, you know, in my free time. Mm -hmm. Which is good, man. And, and I appreciate you sharing just really the little bit about you as a human being because I am a true believer that we are but humans first. So now we know you a little bit personally. We got that professional role. So let's kind of dive in. I love hearing a good origin story. Sucker for it for sure. Christian, we got to know how you ended up in manufacturing. So kind of what were you doing right before and how did you transition into that world that led you to where you are now? So it's really interesting. I it, I started off by serving. So I, I moved to Colorado from Chicago. I grew up in the Chicago area and moved to Colorado when I was 24. Um, and I I spent 24 years in Colorado. But when I got there, I uh, I started with a a program that was called Dulos. And Dulos in um you know means servant. 
in in Latin. And so it just uh, it, it was a program. You spent a year in there. It's kind of like a it, not accredited, but but like an education, right, about how to do things and and how to serve and um, and and servant leadership, things like that. And so uh, within that program, we had a, a on. On our property, we had a, a group home where I got to work with kids and things like that. Kids that were, you know, they're unable to, to, you know, function in normal high schools and, and at home and things like that. So they were, you know, so they would, uh, you know, live with us for a period of time, things like that. And then I got to do a lot of volunteer things through the community. And so I got to, um, one of the things that, that I got to volunteer in was a, a, a organization called the Prodigal Coffee House. And we we focused on uh, we had kids to come in at, at, in the afternoon and spend like from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. with us. And, uh, you know, kids that were 18 and under that were street kids. So mostly homeless. Some kids that somewhat had some kind of home life, but maybe maybe not too you know structured, things like that. But most of the kids were actually homeless and uh, they'd come in and hang out with us and and. Uh, um, and, you know, and just kind of find an adult that cares that kind of would, you know, give them a little bit of a little bit of structure, a little bit of guidance, things like that, as much as they would take, you know, um, it, but they, most of the kids, they came back every day, you know, and, and things like that. And so that's really, I think, where a lot of my uh, my passion started for working with education and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm hearing um, the trend of the youth thus far. I feel like there's a, a servant leadership thing. Go ahead, man. I love the trend. Let's keep it going. Out of out of that, one of the guys I met, uh, shout out to Kevin Crary. I, I you know I know he's connected me on LinkedIn, so maybe he's watching, maybe he's not. But Kevin offered me a job. Kevin Kevin was the sales manager at the time for a hydraulics and pneumatics company, and that was my entrance into factory automation. You know. And so from there, I really kind of developed and, and kind of uh, it started out kind of on hydraulics and pneumatics. And I really started really enjoying the, the electrical automation side of things. And so I really got into like sensors then controls and vision systems, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of self-educated through programs that manufacturers would put on, things like that, trainings that they would put on. Uh, and gravitated towards that way and ended up being a factory up for a little bit, then back to a distributor to be like the, um, you know, and doing a lot more uh, technical work, programming, things like that. And then, um, you know, uh, back into the factory work and, and things. So I kind of, you know, took my career a couple of different places through there and ended up being a, a uh, working for one of the uh, manufacturers that were was my customer and, and ended up running that organization for the last few years that I was in Colorado. So that's actually how I got into MHI as well as we were a member of both MHI and PMMI and, and really just, uh, um, and so we found that, that being involved in the association was a, was a huge deal. It was a great way to collaborate and give back to the industry and participate in, you know, kind of the, uh, the rising tide raises all boats kind of philosophy. So there you go. Looks like, hey, great time. We have a good friend. Got a comment here in the section. Hey, better call Bill. My guy, he says, hey, guys from Freedom Fighting CA, love the show. Hey, Bill, we appreciate you. And hey, after this, 
I better call you. That's what I hear. He's better call Bill. And thank you so much for anybody else jumping in those chat bot, whether you are on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Facebook, we are coming at you live. Enter those comments in the comment section. We'd love to pull them up, answer them, and address them in real time. But we got some transitioning here to do. So Christian, one thing that, that you had mentioned is with MHI. So one, we need to know one, what that means. Is it like most heroic individual or yeah, one, what does that mean? And then what does MHI do for the manufacturing industry? I kind of like where you're going with it, you know, most heroic individual. I mean, I think it's really close. Uh, material handling. So we there are the association that that really makes supply chains work, right? We're the we're, we're the we represent 800 plus members that uh, that create the solutions, software, you know, components, things like that 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 really move supply chain. Um, you know, whether it's in facility, outside of facility, the software for you know that that that. Uh, kind of is is within every process and then supersedes it and it's outside of everything and, and tracks everything moving from uh, you know supplier to you know from from origin to des- destination you know mm-hmm. so but um, within within that we have really a lot of different things that we do we certainly have the trade shows which I know we'll get to in a little bit Promat and Modex those are two fairly large shows really big shows biggest material handling shows in North America. Um, uh, this, in fact, in March, uh, we'll have Modex in Atlanta, uh, March 28th through 31st in, uh, 23, we'll have Promat in Chicago. Uh, and I believe that's in April, but, uh, you know, so really a lot of great energy. These shows are growing, have been growing for, for many years and things like that. And uh, a lot of energy around this one coming up. So we're real excited about it. So. Very cool. And we will dive a little bit deeper into that here, here in a moment. And before we do, obviously, MHI, you specifically, there's a lot of outreach. When you and I talked specifically, I was kind of baffled by the amount of good that's actually being done, the the initiatives, the program, the general industry involvement. And I know there are a couple of things you're specifically actively doing that you're really proud of. And I think it's great to share with the rest of the manufacturing community. So what, what do you have, Bruin? Mm-hmm. What have you been working on, man? So, yeah. And it- We'll start with the industry groups within the within MHI. There are 17 industry groups, which are like small industry associations under MHI that collaborate. And a lot of them are direct competitors working together for the betterment of the industry, right? Creating education and safe practices. You know, some produce standards, things like that that, that go into the, you know into um, like for example, the Rack Manufacturers Institute writes the pallet rack standards that go into the building codes. Uh, you know, into the local ordinances and make sure that racks don't fall down because these things basically hold, you know, thousands of pounds, you know, a hundred feet in the air. And, and when you don't put them in right and you don't have the right structure and things like that, if you've ever seen those rack collapse videos, they're, they're crazy. They're, there's one goes down, the whole warehouse goes down. It's terrifying. So terrifying, it is. dude. It is. And people are just buried under those things. So, yeah. um, you know, but that's what these industry groups do is they, they, they get together, collaborate on, on the best practices, education, thought leadership, things like that around what they do. Um, so that's one thing that we do. We also do, um, we have an industry leadership program, really investing in our members' talents and developing their next generation of leaders. And so it's a program that we put together and started last year in 2021. And it, it really was well received. We had two cohorts. We have about 20 students per cohort. Actually, we limit it to 20 students and we'll continue to do that. Uh, this year, we just started the, the third, 
group uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so we'll have a third group that they'll go through the, the next 14 weeks and then uh, uh, do another session, I think in August, it'll, it'll start. So a lot of really good things that we're doing um, within MHI on that. Yeah. And it's really, it, it, it's a way to bring members together and they're, they're not benefiting just their own company. They're not benefiting, you know, just, you, you know, their, their own bottom line. They're really collaborating to, to work together to, and it's really kind of this different mentality when people come together, knowing that, that by, by investing in the industry, you're helping everybody, you know, and it's kind of this philosophy of, of abundance versus a, a philosophy of, of scarcity. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it's kind of refreshing to work with people who are professional that, that have that mentality. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's really sounds very synergistic and you're surrounding yourself with those individuals that are helping you accomplish those goals that you're clearly set out to accomplish. And I love that you have those platforms, the initiative, the energy to be able to do it. It's fantastic. And then speaking of one of those general initiatives, it really is, you know, the, the Modex, you know, like the, the shows, you know, it's a big part of kind of what it is that you do. You mentioned earlier, let's jump back in that direction just to learn a little bit more about that because I, I, I love hearing about specific shows. And I think it's important we talk about them since they are so important to the industry. So tell us right. about Modex, my man. So, I mean, this, uh, this show I imagine is just going to be a lot different than, than things have happened. And, and you got to go back in time and go back to, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And, and the, it was a, you know, it seemed to me like a forklift show, a, you know, very, you know, racks and forklifts and, and things that, that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of automation back when it was very static uh, in, in the processes and things that were happening. And, and now you see that, that everything is just automating and optimizing and things like that. I mean, you'll see, you know, how, I mean, there, I can't even tell you how many AMR companies and AGV companies there are that exhibit at our show. Now there's just, there's, there's a quite a few of them, you know, there's, um, new technologies and automated storage and retrieval systems, systems where people will stand in an area and they'll have a whole area of a warehouse that is high density storage and the products just come out to them and they, they take what they need, pick an order, and then it goes back and puts it away. I mean, it, the, the technologies are amazing, nice. you know, um, so the software and um, the, the, the things, the optimization that, that they've uh, created in the warehouse and, and distribution and, and operations these days is just unbelievable. Um, so it's just, it's, it's truly, uh, you know, you, you come to the, this next show and it's been two years since these members have shown what they've been doing and the demand from the industry. I mean, the supply chain, what has anybody, nobody's been talking about the supply chain for the last two years, right? I mean, it's just been, you know, kind of a uh, a subject that hasn't been on top of mind of anybody, right? Sure. No, it's sure. it's exact. It's the opposite, right? All the pressure has been on the supply chain to be fixed, and the and these members have responded with, you know, new offerings, new technologies, and advancements and optimizations that are just going to be off the charts. So. I love it. I love it. Obviously, a lot of things to happen. And so aside from that, what else is going to be hot at Modex? I'm sure there's, there's obviously a lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement, but in your maybe somewhat biased opinion, and that's okay. That's okay. What's going to be hot there, man? So, I mean, there's a lot of things. So certainly the, 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 um, the you know, we launch the annual industry report at, at Modex every year. And, 
I'm really curious to see what's happened in the last year, right? Really what's, what's changed, right? Labor is just absolutely impossible to get. And, and, you know, for, for so many people and, um, uh, just looking at the statistics and, and things like that around it, it's just, it's such a challenge across the board, whether it's our members, whether it's the, you know, the, the practitioners, the people that own and operate the, you know, material handling facilities, it's, you know, you've got to figure out how to do your job with less labor. And I think that's one of the key things that you'll see solutions around at this show. But people will, these companies will bring big solutions, right? They will spend, you know, a, a ton of time putting together large uh, ASRS systems, conveyors, robotics, you know, palletizers, depalletizers, um, all kinds of things that, uh, you know, it's, this will be a full show. And, and that's the big thing, you know, you, I think one of the things that, that we realized through the pandemic and we did a digital show last year, there's nothing that replaced coming and seeing and meeting and experiencing the what's on Florida show. Mm -hmm. So, and one of the things that we do is a thing called student days at the show. We bring in students from around the country. Uh, we provide scholarships for schools to, to be able to help handle the transportation costs. We handle everything while they're there. We give them a keynote room and they will, uh, they get a kind of a full day of programming and it'll end with our keynote. And this one is Shaquille O'Neal will come in specifically after he does the keynote for the entire group will come in and specifically talk to the students. And so it'll be a great experience for them. But one of the coolest thing we do is we break up the students into groups of eight students, a faculty member and a tour guide. And then we get exhibitors to sign up as tour stops and they go and get a personalized tour of material handling where we give them a, a varied experience of, of what the technologies and solutions on the floor are and, and let them go and see what happens. Cause it, it's not the, the dirty, dingy, you know, places that, that it used to be. Now the, you know, material handling is, is high tech, right? It's software. It's, you know, the talent that's needed in this industry. It's across the board. Every engineering, um, discipline, every software discipline, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy what is needed in this industry. And, and just, we're going to run that back. Who? Who is coming and speaking to your students? Shaquille O'Neal. Are you kidding? I love how you just just drop that in there and walk right past as if you didn't just drop the fact that Shaquille O'Neal is going to be at your stinking <laughs> trade show. <laughs> That's insane, man. That's a really, really big deal. And seriously, I can't get over how you just, oh, yeah, he's going to be there and talk to the students. It's not going to be a big deal. That's huge, Christian, literally and figuratively. That's huge, yeah, man. Yeah. So, so kudos. Well, I'm sure that, he will be very larger, you know, larger than life. I don't think I've stood next to a human any anywhere near his size. That's crazy. But no, that, seriously, good for you. Uh, that, that's, that's a really big deal. You really caught me by surprise. And that's why I had to double check. Like, he, who's coming to his situation? No, that's amazing. Like, kudos. Like, seriously, kudos and congratulations for that. And so that, that leads us to my next question where I'm thinking, okay, so you're bringing a big name there. You're getting the kids involved. 2019 was a weird year. Some would say even last year was a weird year, whatever, 20, whatever. It was just all really weird, if you will, when it comes to like how the pandemic affected trade shows. And now we're seeing this ramp up. But in your opinion, being very directly connected in that space, what, what do you think is the current state and then upcoming future state of trade shows? Give me the raw, the real, and everything you got. So 
what we're seeing is where, you know, there's a little bit of a hesitancy to come back and things like that. So where we would have grown if had none of this happened, we're not quite there, but we're above our registrations, our, you know, our room, uh, room block, things like that. Those are the indicators that we use to, to look at things. So we're above 2018, not quite sure. at where we were 2020 for this show. This show is, um, the Chicago show ends up being a little bit bigger, more floor space, things like that. McCormick Place is bigger than the World Congress Center. Um, but the, um, but we're trending in a, in a direction that we're very happy with where, where things are going, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and feel confident that, that, what we're seeing is actually going to turn into reality. Right. And I, and I've gone to a few other shows that were, that were, um, pretty strong in the last few months. Right. You know, mm -hmm. Pack Expo Las Vegas was a strong showing. It was a great show. It was a great, uh, um, uh, you know, attendance to that. And so that really is, those are the indicators that we kind of look at and say, well, what's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but, there is such a desire to get back to in-person events, right? There is such a desire to get back and, and see and meet the people that you are, you are going to uh, work with. And, um, you know, uh, these projects can be huge, right? And if you've never seen the equipment, if you had no opportunity to, to, to see things and how they're going to work and see the relationship that, that these solution providers have with each other, um, I don't think there's another way to experience that. And so, yeah, the, we'll probably have people that are missing that were like, Hey, what, so, you know, they should be here, but you know what? I think there's going to be a lot of people there that are, that, that feel like they need to be there. Um, and, and there'll be a lot of value out of it. So, um, but yeah, there, what we've seen in the past, so it's funny, we did a war game. We, we call it war game, like, a um, a scenario in 2019 with some of our leadership of our members and, and basically said, what if there is no trade show? And it was kind of funny because we all kind of went, that's impossible. What could possibly happen? It's 2019. It's a year before what could possibly happen that there's no trade show. And, you know, a year later it happened and, and things like that. But you just realize how, you know, without having it and trying to do the digital and trying to get the engagement and trying to get the, um, you know, the, the, the energy and things like that. It just isn't, it isn't there like it is in person. Sure. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. And then Bill comes back in with another comment. Bill says, he says, trade shows have to be diligent in providing value for ex their exorbitant costs. Now, that being said, Bill, I mean, obviously, Christian, you can comment to it to that in a second. You know, we don't want to say, oh, my goodness, they are bringing value. Shaquille O'Neal is going to be there. You know, but uh, but but I, I would say that that at least in my current experience that trade shows, yes, they understand the task that's ahead of them, but they're doing a pretty good job of staying diligent, staying persistent. Now, the value that each of them provide individually, I'm sure, is very subjective in some realms. But Christian, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if, do you have any general thoughts or responses to Bill's statement? Yeah, I'm going to go back to putting my, you know, as a uh, exhibitor hat on. And it, it really is what you put into it. You know, it, the pre-planning, the, uh, the effort you put into it, you know, one year, um, one of the last years that I was uh, running Panther Industries, we, we brought in a consultant to help our sales team understand their role, their experience and things like that, what they should be doing, how to engage, disengage. You know, you don't want to be off talking to a vendor for an hour 
during showtime. You don't want to be spending an hour with any customer during a showtime. You really want to, you want to be spending, you know, the time that you need. And then it's better for you and better for them if you break off and then go and, and meet with somebody else after, you know, an X amount of time. And you decide what that optimal time is and things. Um, but putting the, the, the pre-planning, you know, into it, getting your meeting set with customers that you know will be there, things like that. When you do those things, then the ROI is, makes sense, right? There's a lot of ROI calculators out there by independent people who um, who support trade shows and things like that. But it and it, it really, you know, it, it, if it's not a value for you to be at a, at a show, I don't think we would want, you know, we, we would encourage you to go to a show. You know, mm-hmm. um, we certainly mm-hmm. want to make sure that the people there are going to receive value from it. There we go. There we go. And then Bill, one more time, we'll pop it up before we move forward. He says, I am also speaking from the exhibitor standpoint. Hard to justify spending thousands to run an airline to a booth. Hey, Bill, I definitely hear where you're coming from. And I think to Christian's point, it's not only just an ROI. One of my favorite things is an ROE, and that's return on your effort. We've all seen individuals who have great brands, but they have absolute crap trade show booths, crap trade show experiences, and that is no one's fault but the exhibitor themselves. Well, and and a lot of people will set up a booth and just say, okay, I'm here, come to me. And that's just, you know, that that just isn't going to, it's not going to work anymore. This this ain't Field of Dreams. It ain't you build it and and, and they will come. This is 2022. There are 17 plus different ways we can market to one another. Hey, Bill, definitely appreciate what you're saying and respect respect your comments. He says, fair. Fair enough. I I dig it. You have every concern to obviously want to recoup that ROI and that ROE, if you will. But as a marketing guy myself, I know that it is my job. It's not Christian's responsibility to provide me a good experience. It's my job to invest properly and maximize that experience for myself. Well, one one last thing on that, Eddie, is that uh, I heard something, and this will be interesting, I think, to Bill as well, that exhibitors now are averaging 26 stops. At a in the, when they come to a trade show, they're going to go to 26 places. How do you become one of those 26? There's 800, you know, exhibitors in our shows or more. How do you become one of the 26 places they're going to stop? This, that, that's you know. a great question. Boom. Right there. No, which is good. Bill, super appreciate all of your comments and questions. If we, if we don't talk about these things, they don't get discussed, so I respect you. Anybody else want to hop in, in the comment section for any comments or questions, we'd be happy to. As we roll things on here, Christian, one, is super appreciate you kind of rolling with me here. But I know recently you said you had acquired work.org. That's a big deal. Please unpack that for us. Yeah, so the Warehousing Education and Research Council is an organization that's made up of practitioners. So uh, really the people that own and operate facilities that, that are the, the uh, you know, where material handling equipment gets installed. We did, um, we're shying away from the term end user anymore and talking about mm-hmm. practitioners because they don't feel like they're end users and they're really not. They're the ones who take and, and operate and, and, you know, really – um, they're the practitioners, right? So, but work is a little bit different than MHI because it's, you know, MHI is made up of the solutions providers. Work is made up of the practitioners. And so, um, you know, the memberships are, are structured a little different, but the value that the work members get by being a part of work is, 
it's there. Um, one of the things work members do is they can do us an assessment of their own facilities and compare themselves against like facilities in the industry. So they can really compare themselves and benchmark themselves to figure out where are they, where are they doing well? Where are their opportunities? Things like that. And so it's really, you know, a lot of times if you didn't have a resource like that, where would you go get that information? Um, they they also have councils all over the country that uh you know so around north america actually there's 10 regional work councils so there are nine in the us and then one in canada that really focus on like and have like uh, local networks local um meetings things like that so the members can get together on a local basis and 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 really gain knowledge from each other through um knowledge share events um, some of them do uh, facility tours. One of them down in Texas does kind of their own mini trade show uh, and things like that. Um, so, uh, and these these groups have been pretty active over the last couple of years as well. So, I mean, they're even though the all the big events have ended, there's still been a lot of activity in these in these councils. Um, and then um, they there's a lot of education and there's not a lot of places you can go for certifications in, in warehousing distributions, you know, material handling, things like that. Well, work has a lot of those certifications that, that don't exist outside of work. Right. So, you know, really taking that warehouse professional, you know, from operator all the way up to operations management and, and providing professionalism of their career and certifications and, and, and uh, learning modules and things like that, that they can take. And so there's a lot of opportunities for work members to take part in that too. And, and really what we're doing is we're merging the, um, the, the, the memberships a little bit and allowing, you know, work members to get some MHI benefits and, and vice versa. Right. Um, and so, but they still have their own annual conference. So they'll have their meeting in, in Louisville in, in May. It's actually the same time as our spring meetings in May. So our, our memberships will be separate. This will be the last time that happens, but, uh, you know, cause we couldn't get out of the, the, the contracts when you sign up with these hotels and, and facilities, it's kind of years out and things, but, uh, uh, but you'll see over the next over the years that work in MHI will will continue to start working more and more to, uh, together and and integrating and, and you know providing value to both members together. There we go. It, it's just more synergy. You're a guy that talks the talk and you walk the walk in a variety of different ways, Christian. I absolutely love it. I respect it. And, and I still can't get over the fact that you're going to have Shaquille O'Neal at your stinking show. I'm sorry I can't get over it. He's just, That's incredible. But even though that's not the most important, really, you're doing so much when it comes to this general industry involvement, affecting directly, talking directly to that future workforce to really uh, bolster a lot of your specific efforts. And you're leading in a lot of these strategic partnerships that provide one of my favorite words synergy this is wonderful and speaking of such for those who want to keep in touch really with you specifically or keep their eyes on all the cool things that mhi and all of your other wonderful partners are up to christian where can we look and where can we find this information man so uh we can find me and everything about mhi at mhi.org you can find out about work at werc.org um, and you can, we have video channels. We have the MHI view, the MHI cast for the videos and podcasts. We have, you know, uh, blogs and everything else. So there's tons of information out there. Um, but, uh, you know, but feel free to reach out. I'm here.
There we go. Everybody feel free to reach out because he's here. So, hey, big shout out to you, Christian, and all of your wonderful teammates there over at MHI. We greatly appreciate you. Shout out to Bill. Better give him a call. Better call Bill jumping in that comment section. Thank you so much for your raw, real commentary. That is amazing. And then last, you know, but certainly not least, thank all you viewers for checking out this latest episode of Flex and Friends, where we came at you live via YouTube, LinkedIn, as well as Facebook. So again, we appreciate each and every one of you joining us. You all stay awesome. You stay flexing. And we will surely see you next time.